Welcome to Fireside Knicks. My name is Alex with my co-host here, Brett Hamfling. And we're here to talk about the Knicks. We're here to talk about this loss yesterday to the Brooklyn Nets, the comments Julius Randle had and Tom Thibodeau. There seems to be a lot of animosity, a lot of negative um, kind of uh, energy going towards the officiating, and I think it's well-deserved. Personally, obviously, we're biased as Knicks fans, but at the same time, we watched James Harden and Kevin Durant get to the line 10 combined times, and Julius Randle's bulldozing his way to the rim and not getting any calls, and we want to talk about that. I want to talk about the loss, what we're seeing, um, how the Knicks are kind of consistently inconsistent, but the the silver linings of the last couple of games and what we're seeing, um, obviously, post-Kemba Walker, before we dive into all this good stuff. Good stuff, though. Brad, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good, Alex. Thank you. I'm good. Um, you know, like you said, it was a tough loss. It was a good game, a fun game. And, you know, it's always tough to lose against, you know, the crosstown rival. But I'm feeling good coming out of that game. I'm not a big moral loss guy. We talked about this. We've talked about this before. Um, but the Nets are one of the best teams in the league. As much as we want to hate on them, they are now first in the East at 15 and 6. Um, you know, Harden starting to play better after a slow start. Obviously, Durant's one of the best players in the world. Um, so, you know, they went toe-to-toe with them. And they lost by two. And, and they lost in a shitty way. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson putting his hand in the cookie jar and, and not going vertical when, you know, we got the ball out of their best players' hands to probably their worst offensive players' hands. Um, so it's a tough loss. But as I, as I said, you know, it's to a really good team. I hate to say it, but it's to a really good team. So I'm, I'm okay this morning. That's all we can hope for, being okay. I think we competed against a very good team, like you said, losing by two points, really coming down to the free throw line. The one thing that really irked me was that late tech on Julius Randle. Yeah. You've got to maintain your composure, even if you have things to say, even if you have um, you know, bad things to say about the officiating, as he did after the game. You can't get techs at the end of the game. You lost by two points. That difference right there is the difference between, you know, having an opportunity to take a two-point shot or a three-point shot. Like, it's it's really the probability of scoring goes many different directions. And then right. it forces Brooklyn to do different things. It's really um, ends up being a significant part. You have to maintain your composure. I know Thibodeau is also going after, um, you know, the officiating crew as well. He said he was really pissed about it. Julius Randle, you know, I'll read off some of his quotes and, I'll tell you what, like he he definitely has a point, and I want to talk about that. He says, "Got to ask them, um, basically about the the reality that he wasn't getting the same calls as Kevin Durant and um, James Harden. He was too strong, apparently." He said, I don't know what they're watching, what they're seeing. As aggressive as I played, attacking the paint, I can't be penalized for being stronger than people. And that is an answer that I got today. They said, because of certain contact doesn't affect, affect me like it affects other players. Um, because I am stronger, they miss the calls. I See, that makes absolutely zero yeah. sense to me, Brett. Like, how are you feeling about that? Because I also no, that's, have... That, uh, that's BS. It really is. I mean, <laughs> we have sort of have, have gone through this with LeBron back in the years. Like, being strong and being able to... to to, you know, absorb contact is a positive. It's an advantage. You, you know, the ref shouldn't be leveling the field by that. Julius Randle works hard. He has an awesome body. Um, that that That's not how you're supposed to referee the game. And, you know, I wasn't actually that pissed while watching the game. I did, you know, there was an obvious free throw discrepancy. Um, there were a couple on, uh, you know, calls on Randle that I thought should have been called. But hearing that quote made me mad because that's one of his big advantages. Um now, Harden is a professional free throw uh, getter. <laughs> Duran, since he's one of the best players in the world, also he doesn't look for the contact as much. So naturally, the Nets are probably going to shoot a few more free throws. But um, 
well, the discrepancy. So the Nets went to line 28 times. The Knicks, where is this? Uh, the Knicks 12. That, that's a big discrepancy. Um, so it's tough. And when the game, the game comes down to a two-point game, these, these free throws matter. Um, the Tech was just bad by Julius being the leader and captain of our team. You know, under a minute left, you just can't have that. And, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm pissed about the free throws, but, you know, hopefully going forward, I'm, it's, it's it maybe a positive that this all came out with the ref's quote, the ref quote, and, and it's getting retweeted and people are talking about it because Julius, uh, we need him to be aggressive. He was aggressive tonight. He only shot two threes, which was a positive, I think. Um, I was happy with how he played and maybe going forward, he'll get more calls. I mean, he defended Kevin Durant really well. Yeah. I was very, very impressed with Julius Randle. He wanted to win that game. He put out max energy, and we've seen him be a little bit lazadaisical at times this season. I thought he looked great. Um, but I will say, when the officiating is not giving calls, and this pisses me off, right? Like, I, I'm very emotional about this because I think it promotes exactly what the NBA is trying to avoid, right? When you're giving soft contact fouls to Kevin Durant and James Harden, like you said, professional free throw go-getters, basically. <laughs> when, you're, when you're giving them fouls for soft contact or, you know, just BS calls because they're superstars, it, it really – it really irks me because Julius Randle is is a star, right? He's a, he's the best player on the Knicks. He's considered a star. And when he's bulldozing his way, he's getting hit, he's getting bumped, he's getting absolutely hack-jobbed on his way to the rim, and he's not getting the calls because he's too strong, it promotes flopping. It promotes emphasizing being hit. It promotes going with your arms flying in the air. It promotes trying to get a call. That is what the NBA is trying to get away from. They're trying to avoid floppers. They're trying to get away from guys uh, making a big scene after getting hit. And by saying you're too strong and we're not giving you the calls because you're you're actually powering through is totally opposite of what, they, what they're trying to accomplish. And I think it's an absolute nonsense of these soft fouls, these weak fouls, because Harden over here flings his arms in the air, um, you know, because he gets touched or poked. I mean, I don't even know how they see half of these fouls. I know, like you said, Mitchell Robinson kind of put his hand in the cookie jar, but I think he got some ball there too. I think they should have reviewed that. They reviewed the one before. Um, I think they did. Did they not? I don't think they reviewed that one at the end. They only reviewed the one prior to that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't was, think it was it, tipped off. There was some ball. I don't think they would have overturned it. Um, you just, he's so big and James Johnson's not, you know, solid player, but he's not that skilled of an offensive player. If he goes fully vertical, um, that becomes a really tough shot. And Mitch was complaining on Twitter. He said he was pushed in the back, which I have to watch it. And he probably was. Um, but I, I don't know that, that ending's frustrating because, you know, you go toe to toe with crosstown rival, one of the best teams in the league, and you don't want to lose on free throws, you know? Would it have hurt if Kevin Durant hit a stone cold twenty five footer? Probably, yes, it would have. Uh, but it would have. I don't. I don't actually don't know which I rather. Um, it this didn't hurt as much. It just felt sort of weird because we didn't give the game away, but we didn't take it at the end. I, I don't know, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we we simply lost this game. Because of free throws, right? I mean, Harden had 10 free throw attempts. He hit nine of them. Kevin Durant hit, hit all nine of nine of his free throws. We lost because of free throws. And which, you know, can be obviously correlated to officiating. I thought that the defense, look, the Brooklyn Nets are going to score 100 plus points every game. That is, they have some of the best players on the planet. Arguably the, one of the best scorers in history. Maybe the best scorer in history in Kevin Durant. So 
you know, when you are playing guys like this, you cannot stop them. You can just try to limit them. Julius Randle did a great job defending Kevin Durant. Again, not enough because James Harden was just on fire. Every time he, he drove to the basket, it was an easy layup. The interior guys did not put enough pressure on him. I think Mitchell Robinson looked like a shell of himself because of his illness. He was sick. Um, and so was R.J. Barrett, who left at halftime. And that ended up being you know tough because we needed his defense as well. I thought Evan Fournier had a couple of good moments. Um, he had that three to tie the game at the end. His defense, again, is absolutely horrendous. He does not even appear. He is basically a ghost. You could walk through that man on defense. He does not even do anything. He's just a shooter. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I would like to talk about some of the positives, though. Um, I-, I love when you get worked up about the negatives because <laughs> you get pissed and you're-, and you're right about everything. But a couple of the positives. Alec Burks in his second start of the season – um, you know, it's funny we haven't even talked about Kemba. Obviously, Kemba sort of demoted out of the rotation uh, yesterday before the game or two days ago. Um, Alec Burks in the starting role, you know, he's not a true point guard, but he can handle uh, point guard duties. He's become, you know, what he is is a professional scorer. He had 25 points last night, four threes, nine of 21 from the field, um, a couple big threes. He's a fourth quarter player. They call him Mr. Fourth Quarter, uh, Mr. Big Shot. Um, the emergence of Alec Burks has given this team another big time score, another leader. Um, and I'm thrilled about it. What do you think about Burks and, um, you know, maybe some of the positives from the game? Look, he is my big silver lining from the last couple of games. I mean, that guy, I cannot believe he's been just, re- just hanging out on the bench with the second team. Like he is a, <laughs> a capable scorer. He's an efficient yeah. scorer. And the one thing I love about Alec Burks is he doesn't just disappear in games, right? Every game, you get the same version of Alec Burks. He's not Kemba Walker where he's going to put up five points and then he's going to put up 25 points. He's going to put up two points. You know, every single game, Alec Burks shows up and he plays well, right? The last two games, 23 points against Atlanta. Um, He shot 57% from three-point range, 41% from the field over 39 minutes. Same exact minutes against Brooklyn last night, 39 minutes, 25 points, five assists, five rebounds. He also collects rebounds, right? He's also a good defender in terms of boxing out, getting some rebounds, a good body. Um, He he gets some assists. He's not going to get eight to ten assists a game, but three to five is where we kind of need him to be because Julius Randle is really – you want him to be that physical presence, driving inside, kicking the ball out to the corners. I like him in that way. I also love the Alec Burks and Emmanuel Quickly combination. I like the Alec Burks and Derrick Rose combination. Um, And ultimately, I think that Burks is is our true and tried, you know, point guard moving forward. What do you think? Um, Well, Burks should be playing borderline starter minutes. Now – I do like him with the starting rotation. We did see a little bit at the end of the game. Um, we weren't. There was a couple possessions we didn't get in great sets because he's not a true point guard. He can set up guys, but he's not a true point guard. Um, but I wanted to touch also on Emmanuel quickly, which was a big positive from yesterday's game, but really more the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been awesome. He had a slow start, um, but he's a confident player. He never let it. He never let it get, got get to him. Sorry. Um, and he's just been awesome. First of all, his defense has stepped up big time, um, because, you know, he doesn't have great size, but he's quick and he's smart, um, pun intended with the quick and he's been awesome on defense. His shooting has been great. He can take big defenders off the dribble. Um, so, you know, that was a big part of Kemba sort of being demoted out of the rotation quickly has been stepping up. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pissed if, if quickly was the, the starting point guard. 
Now, I think he's awesome at the bench. I think he plays well with Obi Toppin. Um, I think he plays well on that second unit that gives us energy and life. Um, but listen, these are good problems to have. Both Burks and Quickly are playing really good. Yeah, and you know, I just stumbled across a thread of different plays throughout this game that were just completely missed fouls. I mean, there, Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter has a, has the most obvious double dribble I think I've ever seen in my life. And then he kicks it out. He, he actually ends up um, putting Julius Randle on the floor. But he literally dribbles, clutches it with two hands, continues dribbling, and then clutches it with two hands again and then really? passes it to Harden um, that ends up draining it. It's just like, like where where how are you missing this? I mean, he does it there. And then Harden does it again later on. He takes two steps while he's holding the ball with two hands. And then he does that. I don't know if you saw the Harden thing. Yeah, he jumps in the middle. I remember watching that and I I saw it and I was like, that looks like a a foul to me, a turnover. I mean, there's a couple of scenarios. People are posting clips throughout the game and it's like the refs are just missing constant calls on Brooklyn. I think the Knicks have a legitimate beef and a justification with this one. Um, Oftentimes you can probably say, okay, like maybe that's if so-so. But the 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 Nets um, really got away with a murder last night, and I think that's a big talking point that we've discussed already. Um, but I will say, I want to jump back to the Kemba Walker thing quickly. I think that Emmanuel quickly, I've been hounding um, with my writing. I've been very aggressive with my writing, saying that quickly should be replacing the minutes of Kemba Walker. I'm very happy to see that they've done that. Um, quickly has been getting a ton of action. And I think that ultimately he needs to be. He is a good fucking scorer. I'm sorry for my language, but he is. He's a freaking great scorer. And yeah. I think that he should be taking more shots. He doesn't yeah. take enough shots. He he passes up some. Um, he When they're giving him a couple feet of room, I think he should be pulling up ultimately. He played 38 minutes yesterday. He only had 12 points, but he didn't take that many shots. He shot 40% from three-point range. I mean, he's a good player. He had seven assists against Atlanta, four assists against Phoenix. Um, I'd love to see him just start taking more shots. He had seven rebounds last night. That's crazy for Emmanuel Quickly. I don't think I've ever seen him get that many rebounds in a game before. Um, but ultimately, like his presence on the court is astronomical. He's a press defender. He gets in your face. He's he's putting. He's tantalizing. He guards the perimeter exceptionally well, and his abilities in transition stand out to me. Right? He's great with Obi Toppin. There was a multiple times yeah. where Obi Toppin was running down the floor wide open. Derrick Rose missed him. Manuel quickly hits him in stride. Like he has the chemistry with him. I love yeah, to see have more this, of that. Uh, they have this sort of same draft class connection, which is funny. I mean, they're not, you know, Obi's older, they're not the same age, but they came in the league at the same time. You know, they do probably all the, the pre-draft stuff and then, you know, all the training camp stuff. They were probably on, you know, by each other's side. And yeah, they really have a connection. Um, that's sort of why it's tough, I think, or maybe it's smart to keep quickly in that second unit. Um, but he's really emerging. He's been one of the. He's been one of our two, three, two or three best players the last six or seven games for sure. Um, you know, especially when RJ was struggling. So, you know, I, I'm really thrilled about quickly. Yeah, me too. I, I really think he's a he's a piece to build on for the future. Um, but I'm excited, guys. We you know we have the uh, Chicago Bulls coming up next. A really tough team. It's the Knicks a big have, one. Uh, They've dropped one against them. They've won one against them. They have Vucevic back. I mean, they're they're a team that's playing really well right now. It's going to be tough, but I think Alec Burks has the, uh, you know, has the talent for us on the starting team. Can really help us start games faster. I mean, uh, the Bulls have lost three of their last five games, so that's a good sign for the Knicks. They did just score 133 points against the Hornets, so that's definitely not ideal. Um, but you know, it's going to come down to l- uh, limiting their three points, right? Their three point shots. You have Zach Levine. You got Lonzo. 
You got to limit those guys um, as shooters. If you can do that, you have a pretty good chance of winning. The Knicks will be hosting them. So, uh, of course, we know the Knicks do not play very well at MSG, which is kind of strange, but hopefully they can turn that around with the new combination of the starting unit with Alec Burks featuring. But, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fireside Knicks. Make sure to subscribe below on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. Really appreciate all the love. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Knicks episode.